This is Baby Boomer Tales. Thanks for riding along today. to be scared there, Gotha. That's just a wolf howling. He's not going out to get you or anything. Let me tell you a little tale. The Wolf Cub program was originated in England in 1916. The Boy Scouts were originally created nine years earlier, and so the Wolf Cub program, or later became the Cub Scouts, provided a program for boys too young to be Boy Scouts. For younger girls, they had brownies, if you remember that. A man named Robert Baden-Powell wanted something different than a watered-down version of Boy Scouts. So he had this idea, and he asked his old friend, Woodyard Kipling, who wrote Jungle Book, to help with the wolf cub theme. The Cub Scouts have packs and dens, the first Cub Scouts in the USA originated around 1930. They had some from about 1916 or 17 on, but the true Cub Scout was originated in 1930. Our unusual fact this week, wolves don't really howl at the moon. They howl to communicate to their pack or to scare off other wolves. Their howls can be heard up to 10 miles away. So the old wolf howl at the full moon is just something legends are made out of. That's for sure. Our song of the week is Rhythm of the Rain by the Cascades. It was written in 1962 by band member Jean-Claude Guillaume. In 1963, it rose to number three on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It rose to number one on the Billboard's Easy Listening chart, and it's ranked the number four song of 1963. A little known fact about this great popular song is Glenn Campbell played guitar on this song. The only girl I care about has gone away, looking for a brand new start. When I was about 10 years old, Mrs. N had a Cub Scout pack meet in her living room once a week after school. So she was our den mother, and I think Randy's mom was her den mother helper, assistant den mother or co-den mother or something because once in a while we would have our Cub Scout pack meeting at Randy's house in town. Where Mrs. Ann's house was is up on the hill, the hill where I lived on, where I was raised in that little mountain town in the north central Colorado Rocky Mountains, 8,000 feet above sea level. 
that town I talk about all the time. Well, if you drove all the way on the hill to the east, if you followed the road, after a while, it would kind of veer over to going to the north. And you would go up another hill, and it puts you up on the mesa where the airport was. Well, Mrs. Ann's house was right on that curve where the road stopped going to the east and went to the north. She's right on that corner or that curve right there. Back in those days, there were no other houses, no churches, no trailer parks at all. It was just Mrs. Ann's house up there, kind of out in the country. That has changed today where all those things I mentioned are up there anymore. Mrs. Ann had a son named Jimmy, and he was a year older than me, and he did not belong to our Cub Scout pack. But I remember him walking around in a Cub Scout uniform. So I have theorized one of two things here. Either he was in our pack, or he was in a different pack, and Mrs. Ann may have been the dead mother of that one also, because I think all the boys in my pack were in my grade. So since Jimmy was in a grade above me, I think that those boys must have been in a different pack. If you follow all that, I'm not sure. The guys that I remember being in my Cub Scout pack with me were Wayne and Randy and Butch and Bill and Stuart and maybe Paul. I think maybe Larry was there too, but I'm not sure. And I can't remember anybody else fifth grade. Maybe Chris. Maybe Chris was around. Aren't you about 10 years old when you're in fifth grade? Chris was in fifth grade with me, so I bet Chris was in that too. Once in a while, we go to a meeting at Randy's house down in town. The amazing thing about Randy's house was he lived on an alley. He didn't live on a regular street. To get to his house, he had to go down the alley. The way the street was was above his house there, so I guess he had a little backyard by the street but there was a hill, so that wouldn't do very good to try to park and go into his house. So you access Randy's house by the alley. Now, I called his mom, not Mrs. W, like you think I would have when I was that age, but I called her Eloise. That was her name. And the only thing I can place there is because you called everyone Mr. and Mrs., you know what I mean? But she must have insisted that we called her Eloise. The only reason I know what I would call her that is by her instructions. Because better believe it that my dad and mom made sure that I called you Mr. and Mrs. and yes ma'am and yes sir and etc. etc. You know what I mean? But Eloise was there and I think she came to all the pack meetings. But once in a while it was at her house and not at Mrs. N's house up on the hill. There were probably about 10 of us so I've, I've forgotten some of the boys. So I think I've named six of us. And maybe there's only six. But we'd sit around this long table and we'd put our little projects together. And uh, we'd have meetings and play games and word games and other kind of games. And it was a structured deal, you know. One time, Bill's dad took us fishing and camping out at Bill's grandma's house out there on the Red Dirt Hill. But Bill's dad was not a a den father or anything. To my knowledge, that's the only time I can remember being associated him 
with our Cub Scout pack. It was all women leading us boys. There it was. We'd have to do projects to earn merit badges, take a project home and do them at home. And I remember Wayne was one of those guys that he had a whole side of his uniform of merit badges, all kinds of them. He got a merit badge for every project there was. Well, I didn't. I got a few, and I just hated that. I'd rather play, you know, electric football or something, or baseball down in the park, or football down in the park, or something like Oggy Doggy and Doggy Daddy, Quick Draw McGraw, you know. I didn't want to do a project at home, but I did want to go to our den meetings every week with all my buddies and all my friends and Mrs. N and Eloise, you know, that was fun. But Jimmy, Mrs. N's son, was to my best knowledge not in our pack. He would come in though. It was, he would come in like after school or something. I think he probably had strict orders from his mom to leave us alone and not hang out there and not come in really. But he would once in a while. You know how a 11 year old kid is because if I was 10, he was 11. I think we had Cub Scouts for two or three years. Maybe I started when I was nine. But from what I can read about it back then, 10, 11, 12 was the Cub Scouts age. And then I guess you would graduate into Boy Scouts if you had a mind to, which I did not. I was not a Boy Scout. I was just a Cub Scout. Let me explain this uniform to you, though. We all wore our little uniform. They were a navy shirt and a navy, kind of a ball cap, but not really. I wouldn't wear it to play baseball, but it had a little bill on it. I think it was navy also with gold trim. Well, I've got my old Cub Scout shirt here. Of course I do. Uh, you know, I'm not a hoarder, but I don't like throwing anything away. So let me explain it to you. It is navy blue. Maybe that's why I like being a Cub Scout. Navy blue is my favorite color. When you're looking at it, on the right breast pocket, above the pocket, it says Cub Scouts BSA. Must stand for Boy Scouts of America. On the left, on the pocket itself, is a red square diamond. It's diamond shape here. It says Cub Scouts BSA. It must have a picture of a wolf because we're wolf cubs, you know. And below it, I have one gold merit badge. It's like a triangle pointed down. And then two smaller white merit badges, triangles, pointed down. As I said, Wayne had a whole side of his uniform full of those things. The buttons on it, they're black and they have a picture of the wolf cub with says Cubs USA on it. I think it says, yeah. Every button. Buttons on the shirt pockets, buttons up and down to keep the shirt closed, you know. On the right sleeve, on the shoulder of the sleeve there, it says Den 1. It's trimmed in gold, written in gold, Den 1. So that must be our Cub Den number. Then on the left has my hometown's name in state, Colorado. And then it says 103. All that is in red letters that my mom would have to sew on every one of these things. She had to sew on. I remember when I finally got a merit badge so happy and proud of myself and I made her sew it on right then. But so we must have been pack 103, Den 1. I imagine Jimmy's pack was pack 102, possibly. I don't know. This Cub Scout uniform, very important to me. 
On the inside, on the tag of it, the size is all worn off. The manufacturer tag says, Boy Scouts of America, the official Boy Scout seal. New York, Chicago, San Francisco, official uniform with their logo, the Boy Scout logo on there. I've had this sucker for 63 years, maybe longer. Amazing. Amazing to think I was that little. Let me tell you a story about this being so little. Years and years ago, when Kim and I were just dating, before our wedding, we went to a Linda Ronstadt concert at Red Rocks outside of Denver. And we sat in the rain all day waiting for the concert. And here she comes out, finally, about 7, 8 o'clock at night. The rain had let up. It was a beautiful evening. And out comes Linda Ronstadt wearing a Cub Scout shirt. Exactly what I explained to you. Exactly. And she gave a great concert, and it was wonderful. It was an amazing concert. Well, that was in September of 1977, I believe. Yeah, it had to be 1977. Anyway, that following Halloween, my dear darling, I had just married her. She wanted to go to a Halloween party. Of course, I didn't, you know. But she dug my old Cub Scout uniform shirt out of wherever I had it stashed. And she wore that to the Halloween party dressed as Linda Ronstadt. I'll never forget that. She kind of looked just like her. It was amazing. It was amazing. They had a yellow bandana that you slid up with this gold thing that keeps it all together and made it a scarf. Well, I still have my gold slide upper in my desk drawer. I should have pulled that out. I just now remembered it. But the bandana... I wore as a headband, a sweatband, a headband, like an Indian would wear or a basketball player, you know, would wear. I wore that for years, playing basketball, playing frisbee. As years rolled by, that sucker was not as gold anymore. It was kind of a faded yellow. The only thing I can associate that with is the old westerns with the cavalry. They wore their navy blue uniforms with that gold scarf around their neck. That's kind of how it was, that gold scarf. I really miss that. Anymore, you know, I wear a big old blue handkerchief type bandana tied around my neck when I'm working outside. That way, if I get in the dust or something, it keeps me. I have something right there to cover my face. It also kind of keeps the sun off my neck since I wear t-shirts while I'm out there in the hot, hot sun. I'm not going to wear a long sleeve button-up shirt in the summertime like these old farmers do around here. I'm not going to do that. I wear t-shirts. So we were wolf cubs. For a while there, I thought maybe we were bear cubs. But as I started checking all this out, preparing for today's recording of this, I realized that we were wolf cubs. I had a dog that was a quarter wolf one time. He was an amazing specimen of an animal, but kind of a goob in his head. And he was a very good dog, and I loved him very much. There's a big controversy in Colorado right now. They've released wolves back into the wild in Colorado. And they're having a lot of problems for ranchers and whatever, them killing their livestock. There is a place for everything. And I don't want to get in the middle of some kind of environmental situation here. But they eradicated the wolf for a reason. Wherever the man is, the wolf really have a hard time coexisting because they tread upon man's property, for lack of a better word for it. Unlike a coyote, for example, that will kill a rabbit, a wolf, since they run in packs, 
will kill a cow or a horse possibly if they can. They have the opportunity and they're hungry enough. Now, they did eradicate the wolf in Yellowstone Park and that caused a lot of problems. So they brought the wolf back in and it helped keep nature in balance. But my opinion, and you can get mad at me if you want, but you have an opinion, why can't I? My opinion is wolves do not need to be around where man is. Poor rancher trying to protect his ranch. If he kills that wolf, he's probably going to end up in the jail. That's not even right on any level as far as I'm concerned. So enough about that. I love wolves, but I love them in their place. I've told you many times my favorite type of dog is something that resembles a wolf. But really, my favorite kind of dog is dog. D-O-G. Somewhere down the road, Jimmy changed his name to Lewis. Actually, his first name was Lewis. His middle name was James. I always knew him as Jimmy, but I did look at an old high school yearbook and somewhere in high school or something, he did change it to Lewis. Jimmy had a career in the Navy. He found love later in life and appeared to be very, very happy. His darling and he passed away within months of each other. That was about three years ago or so. I just got word that his little brother Gary passed away in March. It's amazing how time marches on. Happy trails, my friends. Always be kind. When you say there has to be a better way, well, it usually runs through kindness. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. Homer, what are you doing? Hey, Pop. I'm trying to get this piece of wood and that piece of wood and that newspaper to start a fire in the old potbelly stove, Pop. Rubbing these sticks and this piece of flint together. Oh, why are you trying to do that? Use a match. No, Pop. I could be a Boy Scout.